Okay, so hello, um, you're listening to the Oral Health Podcast again with uh, Karen and Sophie. Um, I don't know why I said my name last there, that was weird, but never mind. That's because you do the important one first. <laughs> that, that must be it. Well, we've got a slightly different topic to discuss today because we're talking about endometriosis, because it is Endometriosis Awareness Month throughout March, and um, there can be some oral health um, symptoms that come with endometriosis because of what it is and if I read out the definition from NHS here so it's a condition where the lining of the womb that grows to catch a fertilized egg can appear in other places so ovaries fallopian tubes and then as the condition gets um, progressively worse can then lead to adhesions so the sticky material that goes um and joins other organs together so you can end up with your bowel fused to your uterus through endometriosis because of these adhesions and can cause some quite painful symptoms so it's really severe cramping bladder and bowel issues um fertility issues um and anything that can come with a uh, like an immune condition and that includes perio which is why we're talking about it yeah, I mean, certainly there is a link between endometriosis and uh, gum disease um, and ulcers and soreness of the mouth generally. Um, there the may be an uh, autoimmune link. I think there very possibly could be, but I think there needs to be more research on that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. certainly one of these difficult conditions to diagnose. And on average, it takes about seven and a half years on average to get the diagnosis which is shocking if that it was anything shocking. else absolutely absolutely and during that time you've got women um in all sorts of problems and pain debilitating pain and um you know the 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 diagnosis is is the bit that you need to be able to move forward mm-hmm. and and try and get some treatment to try yeah. and ease it but <clears throat> excuse me it, it's not always obvious from blood tests or anything like that and um, often a laparoscopy doesn't necessarily show where the adhesions might be mm-hmm. so it, it can be difficult to to find out and obviously when when the adhesions happen they are affecting a lot of different organs so um, it is a, a, a lifelong condition that that flares and it will flare every month as, as a lot of immune immuno um, suppressed diseases uh, separate well like yeah. any hormonal disease right <coughs> yeah, because it's yeah. it's cycli- cyclical right. cyclical I don't know how to pronounce that word <laughs> I've only ever seen it written down but you know what I mean it comes I know what you mean. every month the That's hormone right. cycle yeah. yeah so as the hormones grow in the body throughout the the different stages of the menstrual cycle you'll get the build-up of that that lining that is is quite normal mm. because it's waiting for a fertilized egg to go and adhere to Girl, it to attach yeah. to it now when when there is no fertilized egg that goes there obviously that that can bleed so that will be your period and that is getting rid of the the lining that was there now when in endometriosis when the lining is adhered somewhere else it doesn't have the opportunity of bleeding so it stays there and over time just gets worse and worse mm-hmm. and certainly from from speaking to um, a sufferer of endometriosis Mm -hmm. it's pretty much only one good week that they have without pain without 
the the other symptoms so it, it can be really um, debilitating and, and you know you kind of <clears throat> it wears you out you know being in pain like that and you know we often call people with invisible conditions invisible illnesses um, spoonies you know people who have these invisible diseases will know what I mean when I say we're all spoonies yeah because it is a, a, a common way of looking or a like energy of, use yeah. yeah it's a common way of actually trying to explain to other people mm-hmm. who don't suffer from from the from any kind of condition like this to explain to them how it actually feels in their terms mm-hmm. so I mean you're kind of um, looking at, at a, you know a possible lowering immune system a change in the hormonal um, balance in the body which can make your gums inflamed and bleed easily it's it's kind of the same um, hormones that are there when when you're pregnant and yeah. um, as we know our gums are much more sensitive during pregnancy um, they tend to bleed easily they're quite inflamed they're red they can be sore not all of those but you'll get a range of those symptoms so the same will happen for people with endometriosis so certain times in the month you will find that your gums are sore they might bleed easily etc as we said before so it's really important that you keep on in touch with your your oral hygiene um keep it really on on a really good level because um the if you ignore the bleeding and and keep brushing the bleeding will stop yeah if you ignore it it's just going to get worse because the plaque will irritate the gums make them more swollen make them more red make them bleed more easily and it's a vicious circle so Mm -hmm. it's really important to make sure that you are still brushing your teeth now if it's really really sore get a baby toothbrush or really soft toothbrush and just make sure that you're just doing small circular movements on every area of the tooth if you want to use a mouthwash by all means use mouthwash try and choose one that has fluoride in it um, but don't do it at the same time as brushing your teeth because you'll wash all the fluoride in oh, your toothpaste. Strong off. one, yeah. yeah. So do it at a different time. If you find that your gums are really sore or you have lots of ulcers, have a look for a toothpaste that doesn't have the ingredient. So SLS. sodium lauryl sulfate, SLS. That's so the foamy one. That's yeah. what that's the foaming agent in your toothpaste. So when you have a look at the ingredients label, you're looking for SLS or they will probably use the big long word that i just couldn't say sodium Sodium laurel laurel sulfate um yeah so if you can choose one of those that will that that tends to be the irritant the sls so it'll make your mouth sore you may have to change your diet slightly over that period of time because you'll find that citrus fruits um, spicy foods that kind of thing will sting so just avoid those just during that time if you find you get a dry mouth which is highly likely, especially mm-hmm. if you're taking um, certain types of drugs will make your mouth dry. Try and lubricate your mouth with um, plenty of water. You can get things over the counter, so speak to your pharmacist. If you've got a, a dry mouth, they will help you because that can make your mouth very uncomfortable as well. Ulcers, unfortunately, have to take their course. We don't really have anything up that will speed up the healing. You can put numbing gels on, which will obviously ease it while you're eating or mm-hmm. it's catching on somewhere that you can't sleep. So that will numb them for a period of time. It doesn't speed up the the healing, unfortunately. So, you know, use something something like that. 
However, if you get an ulcer that hasn't healed within three weeks, we do want you to go and get it checked out. So yeah. go to your yeah. dentist. If you haven't got a dentist, your doctor. If they're at all worried about the area, they will refer you on. So it is important. Three weeks, it should have healed by then. You're probably looking seven to ten days for an ulcer. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, um, and that's just to check that it's nothing more sinister absolutely. than just an ulcer. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, nobody knows their body better than you. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know if you're going to get an ulcer, you probably can plot where it's going to be. And you know which date in the month that your your gums are going to be sore, and you probably already make um, allowances for this. So it's just to be aware of keeping your mouth as clean as possible. Also, speak to your dentist or your hygienist when you go, and you say it should be on your your medical history form anyway that you've got endometriosis. But I would point it out to mm-hmm. them. And just get them to be extra vigilant looking at your gums yeah. and making sure they're as healthy as possible. Yeah, and I know because there's more research needed, but there is research being done now about the link between um, perio and gum disease and endometriosis. And if anyone wants to do any more geeky reading on that, I'll put the, the links to the studies in the description of the podcast. They are actually quite interesting. So yeah, yeah. They might be I mean, I, I would say there were a lot of links between... Um, uh, hormonal changes and yeah yeah, I mean because our body is trying to protect itself and that's what these these diseases do they see the body as a a foreign object that it needs to get rid of and which is why you know you 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 are ill with these these problems so what we think is as the cells are going to try and heal the gums Mm -hmm. they're actually destroying the tissue as they go so, you know, that's a, a, a valid reason for them to look at research um, to say that there is a link to um, a lot of these conditions and, and poor oral health. Mm-hmm. As we have said before, you know, yeah. every time we look at a specific illness, we tend to um, mention the immune system. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when we, we had our mouth, uh, our dry mouth discussion last time and you mentioned, you know, not wanting to maybe go to the toilet, too much of a hassle to get up and go to the toilet. Um, if your endometriosis is affecting your bladder and your bowel and causing pain there, you probably are likely to drink less and have a dry mouth. And then yeah. that is like a, a knock-on effect yeah. to your oral health. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they're all, you know, our body is a fine, fine running machine. And yeah. if you have one thing that's slightly out of kilter there's lots of other knock-on effects and you know it's easy enough to say you've got an umbrella condition but everybody's is slightly different and you can't you can't put everybody in the same box and say right you've got this so this is what you will this is how you'll feel these are the symptoms that you get everybody is slightly different with their condition and as I say most people, I would say, with endometriosis, if it's taken them seven and a half years, as I say on average, to get a diagnosis, they probably know more than their doctor. Yeah, yeah. And they can tell the doctor what happens mm-hmm. um, during that time. So it's really important to keep uh, keep fighting and, and keep, you know, trying to uh, get the best advice and the best treatment that you can have. And, you know, there are lots of organisations that actually have real people that... Mm-hmm. Um, are sufferers with lots of different conditions that you can talk frankly to and you know understand their story as well 
And I'll link some of those, like I say, in the description Brilliant. of the podcast. And um, we'll be back next time to discuss something else. But we just wanted to touch on this because there's an interesting connection there that maybe I don't think many people would think of. So hopefully you've learned something. Um, and yeah, come back next time. We'll be discussing uh, oral health again. Shocker. <laughs> That's our job. <laughs>